For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Back on the boss man show, Stanford Cardinal head coach David Shaw. You see him on the NFL Network as well. First round of draft coach. How things, how are things with you and your family out there in Stanford, man? Everything's going really well. You know, we're, we're opening back up a little bit. Got uh, still practicing the spring practice and uh, things are getting better and kids are getting older, but we're having a great time. Now, Coach Baskin's coach, how was it for you guys last year, man? All this COVID, you couldn't practice. California was pretty much shut down. Playing six games late in the season there. Just how was that for you and your staff and your young men as well, Coach? It was very difficult, but but obviously uh, we've got a great staff and and some great young men uh, on our team. And I say that obviously because what we had to go through, a lot of teams might not have made it. A lot of teams might not have been able to finish like we did with a four-game win streak through all the difficult things. I mean, we brought them out over the summer, then we sent them back home, then we pushed the season back, then we brought them out and we're testing for COVID nine times a week uh, with all these restrictions. And then we couldn't even practice in our own practice field for training camp. We had to practice at a high school. Then we were brought back and we started the season. Then we got kicked out of our county, had to play the last three road games on the on truly on the road and without coming back home at all. So all that stuff was difficult, but when you have good people around you, we find a way to find the positives and work together. And like I said, we finished on a four-game win streak um, and feeling good about what we accomplished last year. No doubt, Coach. And speaking of that, Coach, how are you using this spring here, Coach, to get guys, kind of evaluate guys some more and see what you have going to the fall here real soon? Yeah, especially for those guys that are, that are sophomores now, they didn't get a spring football last year. They didn't get summer summer training, a real summer training session last year and an abbreviated season. So now to have a true winter conditioning, to have a true spring football, some of these guys, not just the freshmen, but these sophomores, they've missed so much football in the last year. This has been great to see them start to really, really pick up uh, and, and truly compete. So we got another week left, and I'm excited about where our guys are right now. And, Coach, speaking of that camaraderie, when you're not around each other, you're kind of quarantined in a bubble, you can't have that same – Want that's that sink that that one is that you want to have as a team. So talk about that this spring, having guys around each other, be able to get on the field and practice and see these guys compete as one Stanford brand, the Cardinal man, man together. Because when you separate like you were this past season, it's hard to have that the commodity that you want to fight those adversity together. Absolutely. Um, I mean, football is so many things, right? It, it's a revealer when things get hard, it's all these things, but. Uh, to me, the biggest thing it is, it, it's the best team sport 
and you have to be together. And it's not just about practice. It's about being around each other. Like you said, it's about that camaraderie. It's about building trust. Um, yes, I can be great and I can do my job, but if I don't trust you to do your job, now I become hesitant. So uh, that whole thing of practicing together, being around each other, trusting each other, leaning on each other um, is a big part of, of team sports in general, but especially football. Most definitely, Coach. And Coach, your quarterback, Davis Mills, got drafted by the Houston Texans. Tell us about Davis. And going to Houston, for me, Coach, for me, for Davis is a good spot because it's kind of a wild card, you know. He, he, he may play, he may not play, but still, you know that situation in Houston is kind of like, wait, if I'm going to be somewhere, I have, I have a chance here to play, probably, because the, the main guy wants, wants to leave. Absolutely. I mean, you're talking about being in the eye of the storm, right? There's all kinds of things going on. And you know, the, just the, the Deshaun Watson situation and, you know, new new coaching staff and all kinds of things going on. And, but Davis Mills is one of those guys, he's pretty, he's pretty steady. He's very serious. Um, he's not going to be swayed by all the things going around. So um, I believe he's going to have a chance to go in there if Deshaun Watson isn't there um, and have a chance to compete for that, for that job. And I know he's going to be ready for it. And I think last year, Coach prepared him for it because he's all their hard work. He missed that first game of the year. So Davis can deal with some adversity now, you know, and coming back and playing short season again and competing and, you know, putting out good film still, doing what he had to do. And I'm a coach. I'm like, Davis is in a great spot. Last year, for me, showed him a lot about what he's going into in Houston right now. There's no question. Um, and you can go back to playing in the state championship game in Georgia and getting hurt in that state championship game and rehabbing and coming back and having a couple of bumps and bruises and injuries at Stanford too and coming back from those. And even through all those difficult times, he was never down. He never doubted himself. He never had any of those woe was me moments. He just looked at it as the next challenge. And for him right now, this is the next challenge. Um, going into Houston, learning the offense, um, getting a chance to compete and uh, show what he has the God-given ability to do. And coach, we Falcons after the one no one players, Drew Dahlman here in Atlanta. So tell us about this lineman here. He's gonna help protect Matty Ice and, and give Julio and Kyle Pitts some, some time to get out down the field, hopefully there. Absolutely, absolutely. I, <clears throat> I think Drew's gonna be great. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's uh he's in the mold of an Alex Mack, right? Where Alex Mack may be a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying he's going to the Hall of Fame, but that guy that's maybe a little bit undersized and you worry about all those things until you see him play and the film is outstanding. He is explosive. He is fast. He is physical. I thought for the last two years, he was the best center in our conference. Um, and, and I think everybody finally saw it this, this year that he was the, the all, all conference center. Um, and he's got a chance to play at the next level. Great in the zone schemes, which I know Atlanta uh, does a great job of. And at the same time, really good in pass protection. So hopefully it won't be too long till you see him out there. Now coach, did you think the Falcons should have drafted a quarterback or go with Kyle Pitts? Because I'm thinking of Pitts with Ridley and Julio. You got to pick who you're going to double. Somebody's going to be one-on-one -on, -one on that backside. It's just so – I feel like it's good, but Matt is getting a little older. So do you find his backup to hopefully he'll never be a forever again, or do you go with a, a supposed guy like Kyle Pitts who can kind of play that Antonio Gates, Jimmy Graham role there? So I, 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 I'm a football coach, and I was an NFL coach, and I always say – you think one year at a time as a coach. You don't think about the future. You got Matty Ice for hopefully a couple more years. Hey, give him some more weapons. You know, uh, I thought what he did uh, on the field last year at his age was still phenomenal. And now give him somebody that is just a beast and, 
I don't know about once in a lifetime, once in a generation. I don't know about that stuff. But I do know, to me, he was one of the t- Kyle Pitts, one of the top two players in this year's draft. And if, he, if you don't need a quarterback and you got this guy there staring you in the face, you got to take him. And uh, I think for to be six, five and a half or whatever he was and 240 something pounds and run a 4-4-0, I mean, that's just that's just scary stuff. That's scary stuff. So I, I think uh, they're, they're, the whole stadium's going to be excited every single game because you've got three guys out there. And a, and a borderline Hall of Fame quarterback with some really, that's a, that's a tip, a perennial Pro Bowl quarterback, you give him those kind of weapons, you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, and I can only imagine safeties, linebackers having to think about guarding Mr. Pitts or putting a nickel on him. It's, it's, he's, every, anywhere you put him, Coach, matchup nightmare. Matchup nightmares, and, <clears throat> and I'm not calling plays there, but if I was – Man, those four verticals going to look good every single week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed, Coach. I'm with you there, man. I'm with you there because, what? hey, we, we, Atlanta, we can, we can put up points, Coach. We got to stop somebody in the fourth quarter. That's our biggest thing. I hope Dean Pease – I love his scheme, Coach. Those yes. his, his, his disguises, it looks like it's going to be all out. Blitz backs, drops out in the cover two, cover three, a cover four. So I love his schemes. Sending them blitzes going to come off the edge. I'm hoping Mr. Fowler and, Gra- and Grady, Jerry, and those guys can cause trouble and get us back going in, in the south there, Coach. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, they, I like their scheme too, and I think they've got the personnel. If they can stay healthy, uh, they got a chance to make, make some hay. And, Coach, you have uh, five guys drafted, including Davis and Drew, three other guys, and five undrafted free agents. Tell us about how happy you are to see 10 of your young men be on the NFL roster right now. And let's talk about the standard of Stanford, Cardinal, and the NFL, how you guys coach by you, been in the NFL, setting them up for success on the next level there. Uh, absolutely. And we try to convince guys in the recruiting process that our place is special. Um, I think it's the only place in America where you can get uh, more, not just the top 10, but the top seven, top five education in America and have a chance to go to the NFL. And we lead, we lead the Pac-12 in NFL uh, attendees or people on NFL teams, which a lot of people don't know about that, right? They think, oh, it's got to be USC or UCLA or Washington. No, it's Stanford. We got the most guys in the NFL in our conference. Um, and we're having them uh, walk, away with, walk away with outstanding degrees. Of those 10 guys, I believe eight of those guys have their Stanford degree. So we're not putting out guys that haven't even graduated. These guys have graduated and they're ready for the NFL and they're ready for life. Most definitely, Coach. Let me ask you this, man. You work for the NFL Network on the first round. And let me ask you about how was that process for you preparing for the draft, uh, scouting all these guys to get ready to be on stage with Rich and Charles Davis and Daniel Jeremiah and those guys. How was that process for you, Coach? And how fun is it for you to do that every year? It's a lot of fun. Uh, thankfully, they take care of me, right? I don't have I don't have everything on my plate like those guys do. Those guys are professionals. Um, I, I just do. I study a couple of guys, uh, a couple of guys a day. You know, for the month leading up to it, two or three a day. Uh, make my notes. I talk to Daniel Jeremiah a lot about what he sees, and um, he and I work together at the Baltimore Ravens, so we know each other really well. Charles Davis actually uh, worked at Stanford when I was a Stanford student, so I've known wow. these two guys for a long time. <laughs> Um, and Rich is the best in the business. So it's really easy for me. Whenever I'm going to talk about a guy, I know I only have 15, maybe 30 seconds tops. So I have a couple of points on each guy that's going in the first round. And it's really just a blast. All these NFL cities have really shown out over the last couple of years. I'm excited about Vegas next year. I know they're going to go crazy at Vegas next year. So hopefully we don't have to wear masks. Hopefully we can be all together. Um, but that should be a lot of fun. 
Well, I was in Nashville. It was fun for me in Nashville, Coach. I, I enjoyed Nashville a lot. The barbecue, because Coach, I went to school there at Tennessee State. So I, I know it very well. So it's like a home game for me because driving up to Nashville. It was really fun. How's that barbecue smell, Coach, out on Broadway? How fun was that for you guys, man? So we, well, there's a pretty much a consensus that Nashville kind of set the bar uh, a couple <laughs> years ago. N Nashville kind of kind of blew the top off. Um, just the whole street and uh, probably had barbecue twice a day for like three days. Um, and it was awesome. It was awesome. And, and but and even to have that many people and that's that quarantine kind of an area, not quarantine, but, you know, section off area, no problems, no fights. Everybody was in a great mood. I mean, it was just a, it was just an outstanding uh, weekend uh, there in Tennessee. And coach, you, was, you all had to deal with the Aaron Rodgers story breaking on draft night. And coach, for me, I felt bad for young men who this is like their biggest moment in their lives, right? And it's overshadowed by Aaron Rodgers' news. But coach, this is how I feel, coach. When you draft Jordan Love with a one and a four for Jordan Love, when you give a, a quarterback Aaron Rodgers, you should know it's going to go south eventually, coach. You know, you know A Rod's A Rod, man. You know, help give this guy some weapons to with Devonta Adams and Tony and those guys. Don't get him a backup when the guy's at the top of his game, coach. Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the the the, the conversation, right? Because we just had it about Atlanta uh, with Matty Ice, and you know you have to prepare for the future. Um, but kind of like what Atlanta did, well, let's let's prepare for the future a little bit later. Let's give this guy some more weapons so he can be great. Um, and once again, it's so many things are just about relationships, right? Um, it's not just about what they do and contract status and all those things. It's really about having an open dialogue between a Hall of Fame player uh, and one of the best organizations in sports, um, just being able to get back on the same page. Hopefully they can rectify everything and, and, and go back out because he was awesome last year. And we know if he stays there and they do have some weapons there, hopefully he'll be awesome again and be that Hall of Fame player that we know that he's capable of being. And, Coach, I was glad that Lance went to San Francisco because I think Kyle's system, the outside zone system for, for, for Trey Lance, I think it'll be good for him. I'm like, Mac Jones is like, you kind of know where he kind of is, but I feel like Trey Lance could be something beyond Mac Jones. I'm like, Kyle Shanahan went uh, – uh, he, he shocked me, but I'm glad he took Trey Lance because I feel like that system that Kyle runs, Coach, is so – the run game is really – the run game is really great. But off that off that play action pass, the run game with his speed going off the back end on the bootlegs – I love Trey Lance and assistant coach. I love it. Yeah, I think it's a great fit, um, especially since they have Jimmy G. Once again, here's another place that has has an entrenched quarterback. And Trey was probably maybe the highest ceiling of the group, but also the most raw of that of that top group. So he's going to take a little bit of time. So it's probably – it's just the perfect situation that Jimmy knows he's the guy. He's the starter. He took him to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Now Trey's coming in and – I would love to see Trey kind of play some kind of a role in each game plan, uh, much like the New Orleans Saints did uh, with, with, their, with their young athletic uh, slash quarterback. Um, that would be great because I do think eventually he's going to be a perfect fit. Um, but the Niners got a lot of weapons, and uh, they just added another one that can come in and, and really affect the game as a runner and as a passer. And, Coach, I was shocked that Justin Fields went to the Bears because the Bears are kind of that year where Matt Nagy and Mr. Pace have to win this year. You go go up there, make that bold move for Mr. Fields, die Georgia guy, I got a killer saw there. I'm like, okay. Hey, man, my house security here. Oh, he's going to play real soon because QB won. <laughs> he's going to be QB one very long, Coach, <laughs> you ask me. 
Yeah, that, that was that was fun. But I, I'm excited for those guys. I think they've done a good job in Chicago. I mean, everybody was down on the last year. They had a losing streak in the middle of the year. And they finished really, really strong and made the playoffs. And that, I give that staff a lot of credit. And they had a chance to get a guy that it may be a difference maker at quarterback. And they were able to move up and get him. And now, you know, people forget, too, Matt Nagy was the offense coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs when they took Patrick Mahomes. And I'm sure he's looking at, at, at Fields and saying, man, we could have a similar thing here where if we can splice this guy in a little bit and get him ready, now we have a guy that can throw the long ball. Uh, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's extremely athletic. He's very uh, accomplished and, and, and has a great mentality and great leader. Man, now he might be QB1 uh, sooner than later, but uh, I think it was a great move and, and good for the franchise, and uh, I'm excited to see that young man play. Two more for you, Coach. Uh, the Pat 12 coach is the new commissioner now, Coach. Tell us about uh, George and what is his vision for your conference going forward. That's the question, isn't it? I have no idea. I haven't met him yet. Um, but I, I'm curious to see uh, what, what happens on our conference. Um, we got a big TV contract uh, that's, that's about to be up. And, I mean, that's really where it is for, for our conference to really close the gap uh, between where we are and where the other conferences are as far as um, their ability to, to have these TV contracts, not just the monetary value, but the, the measure of control. Like our last TV contract gave most of the control to the TV, um, to the, to the TV decision makers. And we're playing a lot of games at 730 at night, eight o'clock at night on the West Coast and people on the East Coast are falling asleep at halftime. Um, so hopefully we can have some more balance to our schedule um, as well as have a better financial uh, intake uh, like the rest of the schools in the big, the big five conferences. And, Coach, last one for you. During the quarantine, Coach, what was your favorite hobby with your family, your wife and your children during the quarantine when you was kind of home to yourself? What was kind of your, th your thing that you kind of picked up on? Are you had all, all that time on your hands out there? Yeah, it was my wife's idea, and it was end up being the best thing for us, which is we would we'd go on a sunset walk every evening after dinner. Um, just just us getting out. I mean, you can only watch TV so long. You'll only be on your devices, your phones, your iPads for so long, and so once a day, without being able to see other people and do things together with other people, uh, we would just go for a walk. We'd go for a half hour, 45 minutes, sometimes an hour walk, bring the dog, the kids play games and do stuff. And it was, it was like a good release every day just to be outside and, and not be locked in that, that, that house together. Yeah, because, Coach, you guys were really locked down in California here in Georgia. It was, like, wide open after three weeks. So it's like you guys were really <laughs> shut down out there, Coach. COVID, what? In Georgia? We don't believe in COVID in Georgia, obviously. <laughs> That's funny. Coach, thank you for your time today. Coach, we'll do us again with you real soon. Be blessed, Coach. I enjoy your work on the NFL Network. I enjoy your watching your team play. You guys always play well and represent Stanford in, a, in the utmost fashion, Coach. Thank you again for coming on the show. Got to do us again with you real soon, Coach. Sounds good. Good talk to you. Coach, be blessed now. All right. Take care. All right. Bye now. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. 
At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.